0: Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at KingsgateHobbs.com. Let's go to Romans chapter 11. We stopped with verse 22, but I'm going to start there so we have some overlap. Welcome. Good to see y'all. Welcome. You're always welcome. Romans eleven twenty-two. So I love how this begins and this translation is great. It says, Notice how God is both kind and severe. say, what does that mean? Well, he is severe, hardcore, right? He brings judgment toward those who disobeyed. But he is kind to you if you continue to trust in his kindness. Someone say trust. Trust is another word for believe. Continue believing in him. Look at this, but if what? But if you stop trusting, you also will be cut off. How many of you know Scripture says Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Our whole foundation is believing. We can talk about man-forgiveness is one of the major pillars of our faith and, and all these other things and the fruit of the Spirit and accepting Jesus. Yes, but once you accept Jesus, you've got to keep believing. Faith is everything. He is a God who rewards those who diligently and faithfully seek Him. So don't you ever forget, God, according to Scripture, it's impossible to please God without faith. That's my version of it. So without faith, let me say it another way. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Why is that such a big deal? Well, first of all, we don't walk around every day just seeing God in the flesh, do we? You can see the world. You can see his creation. You can see the blue sky, which is amazing to me. Can you imagine if God would have made a red sky? He had a lot of people a lot more irritated, stressed out, and angry. But he put a soft, beautiful color so we could look at it. God thought of everything. But you can, Scripture says, the firmament declares his handiwork. In other words, everything you can see declares God's ability as an architect. The sky, the clouds. Think of this. I don't know if you've ever thought of this before. I feel like this is something I was thinking about years ago. I always thought, man, why is it so windy in Hobbes? It's so windy here. Well, think about it. God knew we were going to be pumping oil and refining it out here. We'd probably all be dead by now if there wasn't so much wind it clears out it clears out everything all the time i know people say well there's still heavy metals in the air and all that yeah but i'm sure the the wind helps us survive here because of all the junk that we're pumping in the atmosphere with you know you guys see those flames burning they're burning impurities off gas and oil and all this god knew what he was doing all this wind keeps the air clear for us so this is habitable <laughs> able to be lived in around here fascinating all the things god thought of all right And He is the God you trust in. Remember, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Let's go on to the next verse. And if the people of Israel, right, that's the old covenant, God's original people that He chose to bring the Messiah through them and the law through Moses, if the people of Israel turn from their unbelief, their doubt, their lack of faith, what is their unbelief based on in this verse? Well, it's in Jesus. To this day, Israel as a whole, the, the Jewish people do not believe Jesus is the Messiah. Eric and I were talking about this the other day, and he was quoting. A, if, I don't know if you guys have ever watched it, but it's a great show. I think it's Sid Roth. Is it called It's Supernatural with Sid Roth? Well, I guess he, had, he was talking about, well, he was raised Jewish. He's a Jewish guy by blood and by tradition and by upbringing. But his dad would tell him, hey, we don't read Isaiah 53. And Jewish rabbis, supposedly, what we've heard, is they don't read Isaiah 53. What is Isaiah 53? It is the prediction of the Messiah. You've read that in your Bible. It talks about how he suffered for us. And it's such a perfect description of what Jesus went through hundreds of years before he went through it that the unbelieving Jewish rabbis will not read it. Why? Because it points to Jesus. So look, once again, if the people of Israel turn from their unbelief, they will be grafted in again. They, they don't believe. They don't believe in Jesus. But we're going to keep reading here. There's good news for the Jewish people. Like I said last week and I've said in previous weeks, God is not done with his people, his original people. Praise God. Hey, because they rebelled against God, it gave us a chance. I mean, I don't know any other way to say it. I'm going to just be blunt and honest and truthful and transparent. But because they rebelled against God, God sent missionaries to the Gentiles. That's us and our ancestors. Like I said before, we may have a little bit of Jewish blood in here, but for the most part, I'm sure we're just about all Gentile. What is Gentile? Non-Jewish. <laughs> we, we're descended from a bunch of pagan folks. Let's be real. I don't know what all my ancestors, ancestors did. I don't want to know. Okay. We're just not going to open the door on all that. And I've I've told the Lord before, God, I I apologize for the sins of my ancestors. I'm not going to live like that. We break the curse. But man, because the people of Israel turned their back on the Lord, turned their back on Jesus, it opened the door for Gentiles, non-Jews. And that was predicted hundreds of years ago, hundreds and thousands of years ago, even in Scripture. So if the people of Israel turn from their unbelief, they will be grafted in again. Does anyone remember what grafted in means? It means blended in again in this way. You can get certain plants and certain parts of a plant and attach it to a plant in some climates and in some conditions and get it to grow as part of that plant again. That's what grafting in is. It's meshing two two plant parts together. Okay. So he's saying, hey, if the people of Israel turn from their unbelief, they'll be grafted in again to God's plan. For God has the power to graft them back into the tree. Kind of a, a repetition on an example here. I remember years ago in Guatemala, a guy was telling me how he was grafting plants. He was, doing, he was attaching parts of plants to different plant bases. And it's amazing how they grew together. I don't, I don't know if you can do that in Hobbes with this weather. Maybe if you have a greenhouse. I don't know. But God has the power to graft the Jews back into the original tree. Okay? So let's keep going. You by nature, this is us, Gentiles. Someone say Gentiles. Yeah, non-Jews. You by nature were a branch cut from a wild olive tree. That's interesting, huh? A wild olive tree. So man, we were just out there somewhere in the wilderness. In this situation, it's a symbol of being away from God. So we by nature were a branch cut from a wild olive tree. That That is what? That's Gentiles. That's non-jews so if god was willing to do something contrary to nature by grafting you into his what into his cultivated tree he will be far more eager to graft the original branches back into the tree where they belong he's talking about the jews when one day they come back to god okay there'll be some verses here do my best to explain but some of this you say man i don't get all of it well we're not going to understand everything, but God will give us understanding for the areas that we need in Scripture. As a whole, we're going to have lots of understanding, but there will always... Someone, someone say this word, say mystery. There will always be mysteries in Scripture. we go, my dad said it the other day, and it just blew me away. He, he made a statement, and we were talking, man. I'd gone to his house to visit him. I spend time with him, not just as my dad, but my not, not my, just my biological father, but as my spiritual father, because he's the one who led me to Jesus. What an honor in my life and that's just amazing to me. I'm so grateful. But dad was talking and he, he man, he was breaking it down and he quotes scripture you ever hung around pastor. He can do it without notes. He's like, "Yeah, that's Colossians 3:13 and Galatians this and that and Philippians 4" and he just goes from one thing to another. Those of you in the spiritual warfare class, he's like a walking Bible. It's incredible. So many years that he's been in Scripture. But he was, man, he was breaking it down, breaking it down. And he said this. And he goes, yeah, God said he's going to do this one day. He goes, I don't know exactly what that means. (laughs) It's a mystery. There's parts of Scripture that are a mystery. Did you know in the Old Testament, we were mentioned as the Gentiles, right? Said a light and and where there was great darkness, a great light shone, right? For the Gentiles and God predicted that we would be saved even and that God was going to reach out to the non-Jews. But did you know... God always hid it from his own prophets, the mystery of the church. You cannot find reference to the actual church, the body of Christ in the Old Testament. God pulled one over on Satan. When Jesus was crucified, the church was born in power when he was crucified and rose again. We are now the body of Christ. Now it's Jews and Gentiles, whoever accepts Jesus as part of the body of Christ. But it was a great mystery. that Now the church is spoken about in depth in the epistles, isn't it? The epistles are the letters to believers following anything after Acts is the epistles to the churches. That's to us. But Jesus first started mentioning that. He said, I will build my church. You say, what is that? He's going to build a building? No, he's going to build his body. He's going to build a spiritual building made up of Gentiles and Jews. It was always a mystery. So remember, I'm bringing this up. He says, I want you to understand this mystery. Not all mysteries at every point in Scripture are understandable unless God reveals it to you. But much of Scripture we can understand and we know about. But there will always be mysteries, and that's normal. And here's what I caution you with. Many theologians, I feel like, and I hate to use this cliche, but they put God in a box. Meaning if they don't understand God or he's not doing what they think he should do, they try to figure it out and classify him. For example, I've heard people say this, is, well, God doesn't heal everybody. Okay, wait, 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 wait. does God want to heal everybody? Yes. So if, if God doesn't heal everybody, does that mean it's his fault? It's never on the giving end from God, right? Because we all agree. I see you shaking your heads like, I'm in the right house. You guys know God is perfect. Scripture says every good and perfect gift comes from the Father of lights. There's, there's no shadow of turning with him. But I'm never going to have a personal belief and try to fit God into that because I don't understand it. Once again, I've heard my dad say, we were talking about my mom the other day. He said, I don't. she lived to 65, she had a good life, but she battled with cancer and died young. He says, I don't, I don't understand that. I don't know why exactly. People would say, well, your mom just wasn't full of faith. I don't know. I I can humbly say, and maybe you agree with me on this, it's easier to believe for certain things than it is for others. Have you ever noticed that? Some people have way easier time believing God for their finances. Some people have an easier time believing God for healing in their bodies. Some people have an easier time believing for salvation. They no, I prayed. Every time I pray, people come in and they accept Jesus, even after I'm done talking to them, and I turn them over to God. Some of you all had to do that with family members. Man, I turned them over to Jesus. Lord Jesus, you deal with them. You know how to get to them. I've been praying those prayers. I'm like, God, you just do what you got to do to get to them, because I can't get to them. They don't listen to me. you're not going to understand everything. Don't ever try to fit God into your preconceived notions. Always try to fit your beliefs into what God's word says. Does that make sense tonight? Once again, I've had people tell me, it's like they were putting it off on God. It's like, well, basically, I don't know. I, almost like, I don't know if God's will is healing for today. I've heard folks who have been in the word for years say stuff like that because they couldn't understand why their loved one or they weren't getting healed. Can you imagine? Well, I'm not getting healed, so God must not want to heal everybody. How about this logic? You ready? Not everybody's saved, so God must not want to save everybody. That doesn't make sense, does it? Scripture says he's not willing that any should perish. For God so loved the world. That's everybody. But people have a free will. We're at different levels of faith. I don't understand it all. There's going to be some mysteries. But I need to say this. I think it's in Deuteronomy 29, 29. Let's go there real quick. And if I'm wrong, well, don't tell Dad. I'm just kidding. No, I'll be okay if it's not there. Is it Deuteronomy 29, 29? Let's do it in the New Living Translation. That was not part of the plan tonight, but ah, it's there. The Lord our God has secrets known to no one. So I say, no, i got to fit God into what, man, I do not know why I'm going on this. Thank you, Lord, but let's just, let's just do it. We're just going to plow straight ahead. Because folks say, no, well, we'll be... God just didn't do it. And you know what people, they'll give you this religious term. He's sovereign. He does whatever he wants. Yes, but God is always related to his people through a covenant. So that binds him to keep his word. So if he said he's going to heal you, he will heal you. you. Say, man, I haven't received it yet. Well, keep believing, brother. Keep believe, believing, sister. Man, I'm not blessed yet. I mean, my finances are messed up. Ah, but have you have you uh fallen into line with what he's what he's asked you to do? Have you given in to the conditions? Do you give tithe? So see there, we always gotta look. It's not on the giving end, and if it's not on the giving end, it has to be on the receiving end. That's not for con- condemnation. That's so we can be convicted and go, man, I need to make a tweak here. Did you know some of the greatest things that can happen in your life start with just a small adjustment? Small adjustment. Say, man, I'm struggling. I'm struggling to get up early. Go to bed earlier. (laughs) No, I know. Some people need eight or nine hours of sleep. That's great. Why don't you sleep in on the front front end, one man of God said. He said, sleep in on the front end. Go to bed at eight. I know that's challenging for some people. It blows me away how early we go to bed sometimes. We've got no kids, and the dogs went to heaven, too. It's just quiet. Jen's like, I'm tired of watching documentaries or whatever. We'll just, fall, we'll just lay down and talk. And sometimes we're in bed by 8. But then my alarm goes off at 5 on the days we work out. So, say, oh, Lord Jesus, I can't wait to get up. I'm being ironic. Little tweaks, little tweaks. I, man, I chased rabbits on that one, but let me bring us back. Well, I went into all kinds of stuff. Let's bring this back, though. Let's bring this back now. We are not going to understand everything. You're not. You're going to fit God into your theology, your your study of the word only. You say, well, God, this has to be it. I don't understand it, so, God, I mean, put it on God. no. I just don't understand some things. The Lord our God has secrets known to no one. We're not accountable for them, but we and our children are accountable forever for all that what? He has revealed to us. So that we may obey all the terms of these instructions. I've known people over the years. Nobody in this room. But I've known people. A dear friend of mine back in the day, he's always talking about, well, the lost books of the Bible. The book of Thomas. Why do I want the book the book of Judas. and Why do I want his book? <laughs> I like what my dad said one time. I said, Dad, so-and-so's like, they're looking for the lost books. He's like, they don't even know anything about the found books. Why are they looking for the lost books? These are found. Why don't we read these? Man, I need to go into the secret books, and man, I'm going to read the book of Enoch. Hey, the book of Enoch is quoted, quoted in here. I believe all you need to know from the book of Enoch is already quoted in Scripture. In Jude, you know, I th- believe it's Jude and Peter that quote that. Let's, let's go with what we got here. Why, why do people get out of the basics? We get out of the basics. Let's, let's do good with what he has revealed to us. Let me, read this whole, let, let me read this whole verse again. People make, why are humans complicated? Does anyone have an answer for that? I need to solve this mystery. Does anybody know why humans are so complicated? Why do we complicate it? Does anybody know why? Because we're humans, man, that is an obvious and pretty good answer, sis. We want what we want. Humans complicate stuff. Like, Wait, no, we don't. Why? What? You want me to tell you how complicated humans are? Modern systems of religion. Oh, okay, you had a relative who died, so now you have, to, you have to pay to have a service to get them into heaven. Hmm, that gives me pause. That's not in Scripture. you got to pay to have a service to get them out of purgatory. If that offends you, then you might have a heart issue. You need to go to the Word. I've been saying that lately. I heard that from a man of God about a week ago. If something irritates you or offends you, go to the Word and check it. Don't take my word for it. But let me go back to this. The Lord our God has secrets known to no one. We are not accountable for them, but we and our children are accountable forever. For all that what? He has revealed to us so that we may obey all the terms of these instructions. Let's head back to Romans. I'm glad you remembered where we were. Man, I've, I've been chasing some stuff tonight. So he said, I want you to understand this mystery, dear brothers and sisters, so that you will not feel proud about yourselves. <laughs> Scripture teaches over and over and over again. God's been dealing with me about this. Is Make sure you stay humble. Scripture talks about in the New Testament God God gives grace to the humble but he resists the proud. You ever had your kid resisting you? You're in a store and they're pulling away from you? Or your husband or your wife like I don't want to do that, I don't want that's resistance. I, I don't want to do that. No. Can you imagine God God resisting you for everything? Say, Lord, bless me. Yeah. No, you're you're just you're proud. You're not humble. No. Don't feel proud about yourselves. It also says Scripture says, God destroys the house of the proud." Pride says, "I can do it without God." Pride says, "I don't need God for this." One of my favorite verses on Sunday, Jesus said, "Apart from me, you can do nothing. So remember that forever." So He wants us to understand this mystery so that we'll not feel proud about yourself. He said, "Some of the people of Israel have what? They have hard hearts. But this will last only until the full number of Gentiles comes to Christ. Now what? Think about that for a minute. That means at some point, the last one of us folks descended from non-Jews, at some point, we don't know when, it could be the year 2029, it could be next year, it could be next month. At some point, the last Gentile will accept Jesus and then it will be the Time of the Jews again. That's all I can say. That's what scripture says right there. This will last. The Jews having hard hearts will last only until the full number of Gentiles comes to Christ. That's pretty clear, right? So you got to think about it that way. At some point, at some point, the last Gentile, the last non-Jew will say, Yes, Jesus, I confess you as my Lord and Savior. Man, you never know if it's going to be one of our services or one of the millions of services and secret Bible studies in the oppressive nations going on across the planet but the last Gentile will accept Jesus and the time of the Gentiles will be over and it will be time for the Jews again God's chosen people and that's actually good news for you as a Gentile believer because that means we're closer and closer to heaven and we're closer and closer to forever all right let's go on to the next verse so all Israel will be saved taking that at face value I don't know how to deal with that All Israel will be saved. I don't know if that's a majority or every single one of them that confesses Jesus, or does it mean every single one of them that's still alive? I don't know, but that's what Scripture says. I cannot give you a definitive meaning of that because I don't know. All Israel will be saved. Oh, wow. As the Scriptures say, the one who rescues will come from Jerusalem, and he will turn Israel away from ungodliness. And this is my covenant with them. Wow. Ooh, this just shakes me up. This is my covenant with them. See, he did this for us already, didn't he? But he promised Israel long ago that I will take away their sins. Mm. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that God is not just covering your sins through sacrifices now? The perfect Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. You've accepted his sacrifice. Because you've accepted his sacrifice, oh man, this moves me. He has accepted you. You know what Ephesians chapter 1 says? It says, you have been accepted in the beloved. You're God's favorite people just because you believe. Let's read that verse again. And this is my covenant with them that I will take away their sins. Let's stop there for tonight. Romans eleven twenty seven. 27. I did not get very far, but that's why we've been in Romans. Um, how long have we been in Romans? Does anybody know? Oh, since since June when you, June of 2021. Okay, because well, I'm pretty consistent that way. Yeah. Anyway, okay. <laughs> so okay, we're we're five months in. We're doing good. Then we're on chapter 11 in five months. That's not bad. Hey, there's. Can I just say though, there's a lot in there, isn't there? You you know how God's word is. You can preach on a verse for a year. So, man, he came to take away our sins. You do not need to be condemned. You don't need to live under shame and blame and guilt. People of God, you are forgiven. Once you've accepted Jesus, you're forgiven. Now walk in the truth and know that you're righteous. Let's give the Lord a clap offering tonight. That's a great, that's a great place to give the Lord a clap offering. If you would, go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes. Is there anyone in this house at the sound of my voice that says, Pastor Matt? Mm, If I died, I don't know if I'd go to be with Jesus. I don't know if I'd go to heaven. I want to make certain that you've made peace with God. If there's anyone in this house that needs to confess Jesus as their Lord, you've never done it before, raise your hand. I give everyone a chance to confess Him in public, and we're all going to pray it anyway. For those listening or watching, so that they have a chance to accept Jesus. Is there anyone in this house who has never accepted Jesus or made Him their Lord and Savior? Would you raise your hand? We'll pray with you. All right. So I think everyone has accepted the Lord. Repeat this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I believe that you save sinners. And without Jesus, I'm a sinner. Say, My sin has separated me from you. I'm sorry, Lord. Forgive me. Cleanse me of my sin. Say, I confess Jesus. As my Lord and Savior. Say, I believe he died and rose again for me. I'm saved by faith in you. Thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness. In Jesus' name. Let me pray for you briefly. Father, I thank you for your people and their receptive hearts tonight. I thank you because they love you. I can just see it on their faces as I preach the word. They love you. They're not here for me. They're not here to just hang out. We love being around each other. That's part of the package. But, Lord, first and foremost, we love you. And that's why we worship you together as family and friends, the body of Christ. Thank you for your hand of protection and blessing over everyone here.